What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to another episode of the best advice ever podcast. Yeah, with your boy, comedian Mike Goodwin, the bow-tied comedian. And I start every episode the same way. I've been doing that recently with a segment called The Mind of Mike. One thing I recently realized is that people have the propensity to be out of control. Oftentimes, we take for granted things that require more care and preparation because we feel like we do it often. I just attended a funeral, and in and, and funerals, most times, Friends, family members are asked to provide a statement, sentiments that reflects on the life of the individual that has deceased. Unfortunately, people just get up there and just be out of control. Like they don't practice. They don't prepare their words. They don't run through their presentation. And, and even if it's three minutes, three minutes is a long time when you're not doing well. I'm a professional comedian. I've had shows where I've not done well. And you know pretty quickly I'm a minute in and I'm like, oh, this, yeah, it's not going well right here. This is not, this is not looking good. And that's why, this is what I do for a living. I'm, I'm prepared in most cases. Or one would suspect that I spent some time preparing. At funerals, I, I, people, people up there just shooting from the hip, speaking extemporaneously. And if that's what you do at an excellent level, then do that. But if not, hey, man, put some bullet points, some comments. Get in front of your mirror. Number one, if you're asked to speak at a funeral, please re be respective of the time. There is a level of time. I mean, they say three minutes for a reason. This is very similar to stand-up comedy, one of the key rules of stand-up is don't run the light. If you have two minutes, do two minutes. When I went on America's Got Talent, I had two minutes, 120 seconds. I couldn't say, hey, I'm normally doing 45 minutes to an hour. That's my typical performance. We don't care about that. Two minutes. I was at this funeral, and they had that. They had the list of people they, they had on the actual program, the, the obituary, three minutes. No longer than three minutes, please. First woman went eight minutes 
How do I know she went eight minutes? Because I timed her. Yeah, that's what I do. When I'm... <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a speech coach. I help folks be dynamic on stage. So why would I not tap in during a great opportunity for somebody to get up, share some heartfelt words and keep it moving. You're not going to talk this person up out that coffin. Your speech is not going to revive the individual that is laying about 10 feet from you. It's not going to happen. This lady went for eight minutes and said nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I am critical. I, I, I am, you know, I'm, I'm very easy to have some suggestions and some corrections and some analysis. But I, hey man, eight minutes of nothingness. So, so respect the time. Don't, don't, don't run, don't run the light. People are out of control. So practice. If you if you find yourself in an uncommon scenario, at least do a dry run. At least get a couple of eyes on what you're doing. Get some folks. Get some confidence. Time yourself. That's what I do with this podcast. When we first started, I was just up here tip top. Just going on, blibby, blah, blah, boo, boo, blah, blah, blee, blee. Just when I finished, I finished. Now it's like, hey, you got 30 minutes, my boy. <laughs> Let's get it done. Another way that people are out of control at this funeral. Now, this is the person that is a professional. They do this often. This is not their first rodeo. It's anyone who's asked to sing a solo. And again, I understand the proximity of relationship of the deceased. All funerals are not created equal. There may be someone that you knew of, you were familiar with, but there wasn't a, a strong bond. Maybe you don't even know this person, but they you sing so beautifully the family wanted you to be there. But in this instance, this was a connection. This, the young lady who was doing the singing knew the deceased said very well, had a, a profound impact on her, on her life. However, if you're on the program to sing a solo, the first thing you can't do is walk up to the podium, get behind the state, get behind the mic and say, I don't know why I'm going to start. Hey, how about you start at the first word of the song that you're singing? That's a excellent place to start. What are you saying? Precious Lord, his eyes on the spirit. Do you need a word like, like an acting? Do you need a few lines to get you started? This is what I see. And then I'm not even going to say much about the man of God. 
one thing I know if if your pastors, if you and I understood this funeral had to be scheduled in, in time. Folks are trying to get the maximum amount of attendance and time. But this particular funeral was on a Monday. And this pastor had just preached on Sunday. I don't think he had it. He was out of gas. All his oil was gone. He had poured it all out on the day before. It's like pictures. You usually get pictures a few days to rest. You rest the arm. This pastor, he needed a few days rest. I, I don't think a back-to-back would serve him. Well, he did not come out and give a rousing perform. I was not comforted. None the least. I don't think the family was comforted. I don't even know what he was talking about. Come on, folks. We got to be better. We got to do better. We got to be better. All this carrying on. Speaking of doing better and being better, I just got a little better. I did some training. I guess I talked about this in the last episode about professional development where the gentleman said, take 10% of your annual income and invest that in yourself. Well, that's what I did. I invested in myself and I took the, the, the Storytellers Academy. It was a three-day workshop. Went from nine to six on Thursday. It was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, nine to six. Or maybe it was nine to seven. And then Friday and Saturday were from 10 to seven. And maybe I got those times wrong. And it was full day. Maybe it's 10 to six on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, I think it was 9 to 7, 10 to 6. Full days, all the way to the max. We, we there's, no, there's no messing around. And oftentimes, and I'm thinking about myself, I was just I just recently left the conference. I'll talk a little bit more about that because it directly is connected with the best advice ever of the day. And I, I just left this conference and I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, what what I was thinking was folks are ask often ask you, what are what are your wins? Give me a win. And I, I don't have you know, I, my wins aren't prominent in my mind because I'm thinking about the games that are yet to be played. Whether the games I played or win, or I lost, I think a lot about losses. There's some losses. I had, I think probably more about losses than I do wins. There's some losses that that stay with me. But wins, and it was a win for me to complete this three day training to go and sharpen the skill set, and it was great. It was absolutely incredible. It gave me. Tremendous amounts of tools and techniques as it relates to storytelling. I received a new community of people. 
in which I will grow and learn with over the course of the next year. And I join another mastermind. And it was interesting because I was talking to the, the sort of the, the person that is the founder is in a, we're in a mastermind together. We're, that's how I met him. Guy by the name of Andy Enriquez. And Andy's in this mastermind with me. And I've seen him do his thing. And I'm, I'm with fraternity brothers. And I like what he's doing. I like his system. I, I like how he presents. I like how he does business. He's the type of person. I'm like, yeah, man, I think there's a lot of value that I can gain from being in his community. So I made an investment, a pretty substantial investment, right? But I'm already making an investment in the other group. And he was telling me about a story where he ordered some, this, this blue suit, this one blue suit from a company. And then he saw another blue suit and he ordered that one. And they came in and there were different suits. One was lighter, one was, was darker and he liked them both. But he had conditioned himself to say, hey, man, which one of these suits can I keep? I can't keep both of the suits. And he talked to someone and they was like, why don't you just keep both suits? They're both great looking suits. And it, and it occurred to him, oh, I can do both. And so that's what I'm doing with this particular mastermind. It was like, hey, I'm already in here doing this, but there's some value. There's some things I want to get from this other one. We'll do both. I have the capacity to do both. So I'll be doing both as it relates to the best advice ever. I was just at the mastermind of traffic sales and profit live TSP live, which is, uh, it's, it's a tremendous, I, I've been involved with this community for six years, primarily. And it's a community that will help entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs of color, to thrive in business, to move from making six figures to seven figures to eight and beyond. And it's it's a community like unlike I've ever seen. It's supportive. It's generous. It's dynamic. It's innovative. It's ever-evolving. And it's a place where there's safety. There's a place of connection and you know, it's unapologetically what it is. And it's awesome, mate. This weekend we had Issa Rae was there and that's who I, this is who probably is the catalyst for this week's advice. Jermaine Dupree, Kathy Hughes, Bone Crusher did a little mini set that morning. We had a concert with Slick Rick, the ruler. And it was just, it just was recharging, revitalating. It, it was just a great, great time. And, and the way that this community set up, there's game plan, TSP game plan that's in January. And then six months later, you're at TSP live. So you're not separated from the, from the community. You know, when you'll go, I don't know your experience, but my experience, sometimes you go to a conference and it's been incredible. And then you don't 
come back into a year later. And when you get home, you you are so inspired for a week. Then you get back in the doldrums of life, and man, it knocks all that, knocks all that little spunk and, and vigor out of you. And now you back doing the same old, same old. But this community has done so much to encourage the entrepreneur to keep the momentum. It's easier to move something that is moving. Something that's already in motion is far more easy to move than something that's stationary and stagnant and has no momentum. So I'm excited because I, I'm tremendous momentum, tremendous momentum and, and inspiration and ideas and clarity. So good. But today's best advice ever comes from the one and only Miss Issa Rae. And I'm I'm paraphrasing. She said something, and but I've made it my own. And, and it's something that I'm quite familiar with as it relates to the world of stand-up comedy. And the be best advice ever is simply to be a good hang. Be a good hang. Now, this is, I'm talking in a professional setting. Be a good hang. Basically, be the type of person that people like hanging around so israel was talking about being a ceo and hiring people finding people to work on her projects and she was talking about this one particular woman who had submitted a writing sample and Issa Rae loved it it was funny it was perfect. It was incredible. So they had the young woman come in to do a day, maybe an interview to kind of get a feel of who the woman was. And the person was aggravating. She was not a good hang. This is the person that Issa was effusive about how much she loved this woman on paper. But once she got her in the writer's room, she was aggravating. And this is very similar to what I know about stand-up. Oftentimes, people can be great comedians, do a tremendous job on stage, but they not, they're not good hangs. And I've seen that go both ways. I've seen that be a, a person that it's great on stage, but in the green room, they are on 10. They're doing the most. And they're not the headliner. They're, they're the support. They're the feature act. They're the opener. But they're in the green room taking up as much space as the headliner. So that's not a good hang. But I also have heard of folks that didn't hang out at the after parties. It, it wasn't social, so they go and do their show. Then they go back to the room. Instead of going out with this particular comedian that goes out and kicks in and you know has some nightlife opportunities, he felt kind of self-conscious that, oh, here I'm out partying, kicking it at the club, and this the guy that's opening for me is back in the room, sleep, resting, 
preparing to take my spot. <laughs> you know, I don't. That was kind of jarring. It's like, hey, man, I want somebody who's gonna be out here and, and kick it with me. I need some. I need a wingman. I need some energy. I need somebody that is not only taking advantage of the stage that I'm presenting, but also in some of these social situations with me too. So being a good hang. What does that look like? You may say. The first thing I would tell you is, there's this episode in the podcast for this. Stop talking so much. One of the ways to be a good hang is to try to be an asset and not a liability. Find out more about the person that brought you along the hang. Be be a good role player. Be able to flow with what this person requires from their team. I, I have this presentation I've been recently doing about the about championship culture. And there's a there's a piece of it that I talk about the difference between the goat and the glue. Everybody wanna talk about the goat. Greatest of all time. Everybody wanna who's the goat? It's Braun James the goat. Is Michael Jordan the goat? Is Kobe the goat? Who is the goat? I'm not interested in goat conversations. They're boring. Nobody's providing no new insights. I feel about the way the person I feel about, that's how I feel about them. I'm not having these conversations to be dissuaded. I'm not having these conversations to be convinced. I pretty much know who I believe the GOAT. I got the GOAT on the wall right there. I got a Michael Jordan 3-6. Like, that's who the GOAT is. I love LeBron. I probably love LeBron as much, not as much as Jordan, but I got a lot of high regard for LeBron, not only his basketball acumen, but what he's done off the court. Not so much for Mike. As I look at Mike's relationships, Juanita, what happened? It's not there. You know, I'm like, ah, come on, man. I hear about all these Kind of Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, not being able to be friends, you know, that kind of stuff is disappointing. But I don't want to talk about the gold. I want to talk about the glue. Because in every team, you need glue. Who are the people that hold it together? The goat often isn't the one that holds things together. Who are the folks that do the dirty work? That's what you should be attempting to do when you join somebody's team. Be the glue. Don't try to be the goat. That's what happens, especially in comedy. Folks trying to come in and be the goat. I bring you out on the road. You want to be the goat too? This happened with my brother years ago. My brother, my brother attempted to do stand-up comedy. I, I, maybe that's still a desire his. But this was way back, and I, I, I put he wasn't working regularly. I put him on a show, and my goodness, you you would have thought he just kept, hey, man, boy, you boys better be ready. You boys better be ready. I'm bringing that fire. I'm bringing that fire. And I'm like, hey, man, this is a joint effort. If you open and you have a great set, my boy Corey going to do a set. It's great. I do a set. These people had a great night. 
He's steady on this. Y'all boys better get ready. I'm bringing that fire. And that boy got him in there a hot three minutes and 35 seconds. Because he was concerned about being a GOAT, and I need you to be the glue. So in order to be a good hang, focus more on being the glue than being the GOAT. The other thing you can do to be a good hang is just listen. Let folks talk. Oftentimes, these headliners are folks that you're working with. They don't have the, the freedom, the luxury to share their heart, to say how things they feel it. So what you're not going to do is get on the show and do more talking than listening. That's what you're not going to do. And last but not least, check the pulse of the situation. Be self-aware. Be self-aware. Don't have you. Don't wait for somebody to have to tell that you know you can have some discernment. Check the pulse of what's happening. That's one of the things that I feel very much of a disappointment in myself as it related when I was on the road with John Chris. That I was so much into what I had going on that I didn't take a step out of what we were experiencing to say, hey, man, what not this guy doing? Yeah, you know, I'm so caught up into my sales and my set and getting back to my family and what my career looks like. I, I wasn't as present to be able to say, hey, man, my guy's struggling here. I wonder what I could do to help, right? So be a good hang. And some people don't have that. You, you got to learn it. If you don't have it, you got to learn it. I mean, I'm in a fraternity. So there's a level of respect that the younger members show to older members, just by virtue of you being in before me. I know how not to be the light, the brightest light in the room. Now, I don't need to dim my light. I'm not asking you to do that. You don't have to dim your light to be a good hang. But it's okay not to be in the spotlight. It's okay to put the shine on someone else. So today's best advice ever is be a good hang, man. Be the type of person in a professional setting that people enjoy being around. So maybe make less jokes. That's what you know. That's one thing I have to be confident or cognizant of when I'm in professional settings. I, I got, I got, I got to pull it back. I can't go eighty percent of jokes like I normally. Let's try to stay forty. Let's let's keep it. Let's 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 tool it down a little bit. Not that I don't have to be myself, but it, it's man, this it's not the time, nor the place. My boy Marvin Sapp, this is not the time or the place. Let's let's dial it back. Let's dial it back. You don't have to have every line. I don't have to. I don't have to have every 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 joke that somebody. It needs to come from me. Like no man, I'm a team player. I'm a I'm a pass the rock. Michael Jordan said they. He said, there's no iron team. He said, there's an iron win. <laughs> I want to win. I want you to win, too, and I want you to be a good hang. And that's one of the ways that you can win. Well, I hope that y'all have enjoyed another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast. Please go and rank, rate the podcast. 
Shout out to a buddy of mine, Jennifer Jasper. We were just at the conference, at the Mastermind Conference together. She was telling me how much she enjoyed listening to the podcast. Her brand is God Ain't Petty, But I Am. You need to check out her stuff. It's dope. Doing her thing out of Phoenix, Arizona. So if you're enjoying the podcast, I want to know. I want y'all to rate it. I want you to subscribe, like, share. You can also email me at info at comediannikegoodwin.com. I'm so happy and elated that you're continuing to be on this journey, this podcast ride. Hope all is well with you. And remember, I'll be back again next week. Same back channel, same back place, same back time. And I appreciate you because you could have been anywhere in the world. But you're here with me. And I appreciate it. Until next week, I'm out. Peace.